So, Tasneem, thank you again. She's always, uh, always game to help us out whenever we need someone, and she um, has given three khutbas already, right? This is your fourth one? Yeah, mashallah. Um, so it was beautiful to hear you um, after so long, and um, it was such a timely khutbah as well, I think for all women, um, but it was just funny, uh, right before the Jummah started, I was asking a few people to give a khutbah, and they're like, no, no, all of the excuses you gave, <laughs> I'm not gonna call anyone out, um, but I told them, just wait till you hear Tasneem's khutbah, and then I'll ask you again afterwards, so we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, who would like to go first? Who would like to challenge themselves to go first? Question or comment, reflection, anything at all? And I see some new faces too. All right. Today I thought the other girls should get the chance, but yeah. Thank you so much. I have been really, really looking forward to come here because I went to Denmark last week, like two weeks ago. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's good that it's happening after I come back. Anyway, I just reading like, um, you know, Dr. Brains, she also gave like TED talk on the like a um, humbleness and like a how to be um, not blame and not be um, blame yourself with shame and be vulnerable. So it just happened I was reading that yesterday and then I listened to the TED talk today. <laughs> So it's like almost like what you said. So um, it's very, very um, helpful, I think, for all of us. And thank you for doing that. Yeah. I'll just say that if you're hearing these messages repeatedly, it's not a coincidence. I'm just going to say it's something is calling. So I invite you to say yes and listen. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate your love every time. It's a great point. All right, who is next? Um, thank you for this um, um, great sermon. For uh, I think it really helped me with um, like my fear of public speaking. And um, um, but also like kind of a comment. I just remember in the Quran often God says like how um, how the ships in the sea are a sign of God and. Um, but obviously, like everybody knows that ships are like human technology. So, um, yeah, I think also, uh, yeah, I think that's sort of like um, it, it is a sign of God that um, that God gave us the um, intellect and the ability to de develop technology to um, to better understand the creation and to get um, God's blessings in the world. And I think another comment is that I'm reading chapter 10 in the Quran um, right now, and I just remember a verse that's sort of about when, like how the worldly life is like um, like a garden when people grow the grow plants, and when they, when they grow well, people think uh, they mastered everything and forget about God. And yeah, it's like the other extreme when when you take your power for granted, for granted and like um, a stagna, like uh, you think you're self-sufficient, yeah. I just want to say that that's exactly like, yes, you, it's your idea, your work, your hands, whatever, but it's because of the system that God has worked. So nothing is happening outside of a system. 
Um, and so the intellect is from him, our ability to have an idea, execute on that idea, try those ideas in many different ways to question like, all of these things are gifts from God. Um, and the goal shouldn't be to be self-sufficient because then at some point we'll start destroying and not helping. And the goal is to help. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I just wanted you to include something on uh, doubt. Uh, doubt is, uh, to me, uh, a real big part of humility. And our Prophet, peace be upon him, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, um, constantly doubted if he had done the right thing. And he asked God for forgiveness several times. A lot of times his wife found him praying all night and he was asking for forgiveness. So I think that forgive, asking for forgiveness and doubt are really connected with humility. I mean, I have found that um, when I wanted to go on the path of humility, I always doubted whether I did the 100% right thing and did I really hurt somebody's feelings when I said something to them? So I reflect before I open my mouth now, but that came because of the example of our prophet, peace be upon him. For sure. Um, I hear you using the word doubt, but something else I might use is awareness or questioning or just intentionality, like being curious with your intention is a great way to make sure you're still in alignment so you don't think you're self-sufficient and you're connected to your God and you're being your best and you're striving to be your best because it'll always be a next level. And yes, totally, I make mistakes all the time. I have those same questions and doubts myself all the time and I hope I'll continue to always. You look like you want to say something after. Hi, thank you for that beautiful hook, and I'm sorry I was late. But um, to piggyback on what you were saying, because it's almost like you were reading my mind with the doubt, because sometimes it's not, what do you do when you feel like you know your calling? You share it with the person, you know, your husband, and they, have, they doubt you, and then they put blocks in your way, and they don't believe that what you're saying is your call. How do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? It's so frustrating. You just want to shake them. But what would you suggest? I feel you. I don't have a husband, but I feel you. And I can just imagine if someone that was super duper close to me didn't didn't honor my calling and didn't see me, it would hurt. It would hurt a lot. And it would be not just blocks, but like a whole wall to break through, right? So I hear you. It's, it's, it's real. I still go back to the same power that we have, the power to choose. Ultimately, you know, we cannot control anybody else. He's on his journey trying to find, hopefully trying to find his calling, his answers, get closer to God. And in the way, sometimes we hurt others and we hold others back. Uh, but we can't control anybody else. So the only thing you can do is to, in every time a block, another block comes up, is choose. And not have judgment for yourself mm -hmm. when you choose to step back or stop where you are. Because it, it's having this power, this power to choose, it really is the biggest, best thing ever that God has given us. But the thing is that because we, there's so much self-judgment around our own decisions and thoughts that it adds layers more 
of further blocks. So if we just give in and, and feel empowered by our choice and not judge our choices, but know that we're making the best choice in that moment, in that situation, with this intention, it, it's really freeing. It's really freeing. And there is a way to make the toughest decision, even the decisions you don't like, from a place of peace. It's possible. I've, I've had to do that, <laughs> you know? And um, one, thing, one thing that's really important in, in being able to do that is to ask for help and not feel alone. Ask God for help for sure. And he has sent so many people, so many things. If it's a person, sometimes it's a book, sometimes it's a TED talk, sometimes, you know, in different ways, this, the woman's mosque, right? Our circle, so many different ways that God helps us to know that we're not alone. So ask for help, show up, ask me how I did it. And I'll be happy to share with you. Um, and this goes for any, everybody else, you know, I, 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 my yes, okay, if I had to give the same khutbah last month, it would have been very different. I would not have been able to stay, say in integrity, in full integrity, everything that I said today, last month. Because every month things are happening, I'm stretching, as I'm stretching, my yes is changing. My yes is evolving. And to know that that is part of your journey, that your yes is not at the first round, my ultimate yes to my calling, okay, I'll go, don't care about husband, wall breakthrough, I'm here spotlight. It doesn't happen like that, right? There's so many yeses that brings you to that point. And you say the yes that matters now. You say the yes, God asks you to say the yes, you're ready to say yes. And that there's a difference. Yes, there will always be doubts and you will never feel ready. But there's a way to know when that it's a voice of fear telling you you're not ready. And when you know this is just what I choose. This is just where I'm at. This is just my truth right now, and I honor this truth. I was not ready a month ago to say yes. I said it, actually, and then stuff would come up, and then I was like, wait, no, I can't. And I would step back, and then I'd ask myself again, and I'd say yes again. So it's a journey. Love yourself. Be patient with yourself. Don't judge yourself. Ask for help. Let me know how I can help you. And um, let us all be there for one another because we, we have a lot to offer. And just to maybe take away a little bit of the pain from that situation is um, to recognize that in systems when one person wants to change, they're basically forcing everybody else to change as well and to face their own truth. It's just like you hear about people, you know, going on like weight loss programs all the time and then suddenly their family's bringing in the donuts and all of this stuff, right? And, and the people closest to you are sabotaging because if you change your reality and you stand up for a new truth, you force them to, you turn this mirror back on everybody else. 
and that can be before someone's ready that can be very vulnerable for them it can be very scary they could fear that they might lose you lose their connection um, so there's also probably a lot going on on his end I would say that was a really good segue to what I was going to say and it was that you were up there and you said imagine if think of all your guides all the people who have influenced you in your life and imagine if they hadn't said yes and then I looked at you I looked at Hesna and I thought, you know, I was in the circle like this at the women's mosque a few years ago, and I was scared to say anything. I don't think I did say anything during the Q&A, but you had just done a chuppah, and I came up to you afterwards, and I didn't even know what I was asking for, but I asked for help. And um, you completely changed my life, and I worked with you for a year of just complete transformation. And there were people around me who thought what I was doing was crazy. <laughs> You know, because I was starting something that didn't exist before. But having guides and surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and trust in you. And I think if Hasna had never started the women's mosque, then Tasneem would have never been on that stage. I wouldn't have been there to be able to meet my guide. And I wouldn't be making the impact that I'm making now. And it's so true what you're saying, that when one person says yes, they're uplifting so many people around them. So thank you guys for saying yes. I want to say thank you, like echoing what everyone else has already shared, um, especially like your vulnerability in sharing like the negative self-talk, because I think that's something that's very common and pervasive and it's hard like acknowledging that in front of a crowd. Um, and like your talk in general really resonated with me because something that I guess I've been struggling with in terms of like folks that I care about in my life is like seeing the effects and the consequences of like a lack of self-love, self-compassion, self-worth. Um, and something that I've noticed in terms of like a common thread through their experiences that a lot of it um, has boiled down to like relationships with parents and like the importance of that relationship in their lives, like whether it be mistreatment by parents or just like the absence of parents in their early life. So I guess something I wanted to post to you and like folks in this space is um, like I know you mentioned obviously like we don't have control over people but it's also hard like when you see them engage in self-destructive behaviors um, I don't know I guess like do you have any insight or advice as to like how we can be a source of support for them and in their journey and like what our roles should be in that process. Thank you, definitely. I mean, these are the real, the real questions, right? The, the first thing really is to be clear and grounded in yourself. The more clear you are about your intention, what, your, what role you're willing to play, what your boundaries are, the more able you are to be with the other person. So I shared I, you know, I'll say it again and again and again to the end of the day. My parents are my biggest blessings. I love my mom to death. I've learned from her. I've grown from her. She's a role model in so many amazing ways. And she's a role model for also things not to do. And I've also struggled in my relationship with my mom because I see her sometimes in, those, in that self-destructive you know, she's just this selfless person who's constantly, constantly, like she's in literally earlier this month, she's in the hospital 
in pain and she's worrying about my dad, worrying about my brother, worrying about what I've eaten, telling me to go away, you know, and she's fine in the hospital when she would have not even for a second thought of doing that herself. And so what has shifted for me in terms of my relationship with her is really first coming to peace with it for myself. That one, I cannot control her. And two, I choose to support her the best way I can. And these are my boundaries. And I, I have let go of that sense of responsibility to be her you know, that change agent or that protector or whatnot, because I don't have what it takes to be that person, at least not right now. And having said that, I'm still showing up. I live at, with her at home. I have a great relationship with her. You know, I, I, sometimes it's silence. Sometimes it's a hug. Sometimes it's pushing her to think differently. Sometimes it's just putting that mirror in front of her. Sometimes it's just asking a question. So it changes. But point being that the, the game changer for me, and this is just one relationship, and there are, of course, communication skills and things like that that I've also um, learned that are helpful in communicating with people in difficult situations, um, and we can talk about those as well. But essentially more than any other skill you can ever use more than anything you can ever do it's how you show up and how you personally internally relate to the other person that changes things it gives you freedom and it impacts the energy with which they see you it's very it's not tangible but it it shifts something when you shift internally it shifts your dynamic as well so, and then the other thing to remember is like, um, I remember at some point somebody told me, like, don't think so less of your mom. Like, she can manage things on her own. Yes, she has struggles, just like everybody, but don't think like she cannot do it without you. That is the, that can be, you know, talking about humility and arrogance, like, God forbid, I wouldn't want to go there, but that was my moment of realizing that, oh my goodness, I was actually doing that. I had that moment of like, oh, if I don't help my mom, then what will happen? And who am I? I can do my best. I am doing my best because I love her, but I can't change her, and I can't make choices for her. So I hope that answers. Assalamualaikum. Um, Wow, I look you nervous. Um, so it took me a minute for your bot to like actually set in for me, like when you were talking. So I realized um, it kind of just was like, oh, you should say something. Um, I think that the hardest thing for me, what I really appreciate about it was, um, and what set in for me was, um, I find that my biggest thing right now is like being yeah like humility and like not allowing my thoughts or whatever just like thinking I'm bigger than somebody else or like thinking that I'm better than somebody else um or feeling like I have I don't know it's like I think that there it's like two layers of things it's like saying I haven't said yes to my own power in the sense that really allowing myself to 
fall in and like accept my gifts or like actually I don't know my thought process I'm also a little bit sick so my brain is a little bit um but I think so like recently I literally just moved to LA like this weekend from Connecticut and oh my god and so that was like me saying yes to like this bigger thing like for the entire year I was like there's something calling me to go to this place. Even since my mom was like, since you were a kid, this is something that, oops, um, that you just wanted to do. And now I'm here and I'm doing nonprofit work, which is something I'm passionate about, which is a gift that is like a higher calling. That's something that's coming through me rather than something that is like, you know, like of me. I don't know, like an external power. But like in accepting that, yes, now I'm here. And um, I think the biggest struggle that now I'm having is that I've imposter syndrome and like intimidated by my own-ness. So it's like, what's that balance of you've done things and you've done th like done things through your gift and your talent and your power and then you're do the thing and then you're in the thing and then you're scared of it. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, so like that's like, where I'm at, where I'm like, okay, I'm here, I'm doing it, whatever. And I'm now feeling like, and with the trends of other things and sadness and trauma from the past, feeling like if I achieve my ultimateness, that it will be my ultimate destruction. Yeah, that's a lot, but <laughs> yeah. If you have anything, yeah. <laughs> It's very common. I think everybody can <laughs> attest to that, yeah. There's a lot you said. That's why I'm trying to see what it is that's most important to respond to. Actually, this is the response. This breath, this pause. You said so many things that resonated with me, so many things we can have a conversation about. But I was in my head trying to figure out what's the best response. And what I just did right now is just be like, wait, let me surrender. Let me breathe. That breath is a way of pausing. That breath is a way of aligning with God and listening to what's underneath the heartbeat. That is surrendering. You already said yes. You already, you said one yes, maybe one of many yeses, right? Or maybe the 10th yes, I don't know. But there are a lot more yeses on the way. And um, anytime those doubts, those questions, those fears, those like, am I crazy for doing this? You know, and our past experiences come back and tell us um, how we have messed up in the past, how we have been hurt in the past, can I, you know, you, you can't, it's, it's <sighs> realign, realign with God. I just met an atheist recently. So, so the big thing that happened this month was I, I led an interfaith leaders retreat and it was very, very powerful. And um, I've done a lot of retreats in the past, but this retreat was different. This retreat, I showed up in my power, grounded, flowed, breath breathe it like this instead of relying on my agenda and the people in the room felt it they flowed they ebbed there were tears there were allegations there were I mean there was tension right 
and we worked through it. And the only reason I was able to work through it, surrender, surrender, surrender. And what I was going to say um, about the atheists was one of the P parts, we had Muslims, Jews, Christians, and then we also had an atheist, someone who was off other, two people who were off other religions, but questioning and kind of atheists. So it was a diverse group. And I, I, I learned a lot from everybody, including the person who identified as atheist, and I really admired his, um, his, his love, his openness, all of that. But I walked away with one thing, and this is just my me personally, nothing against people who are questioning anything, because that's part of your journey as well. Um, I went away with this deep, deep, deeper than ever gratitude for my relationship with God. I can imagine people being a good person without having a relationship with God, but I cannot imagine someone having the same, like feeling this groundedness, feeling this nourishment, feeling like I'm held, feeling like I can say yes if I did not have my relationship with God. And that breath, that surrender, that's what it's an affirmation of. So as those blocks come up, as those people who come in our lives who challenge us, as those messages show up, giving us hints and clues of what might be next, it's important to just breathe, realign, pause, listen, really listen to what's inside of you instead of looking for the answers outside of you. Because the best answer is God's answer and the God's answer is in you. That's my belief. I don't know. It's beautiful. We have one time for one more question, and then we're going to all head to lunch. We hope that you guys can join us today, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum I just wanted to respond to the sister over here and say that I think you should really just, you know, be grateful that Allah has given you the power and the humility to do what you've done. It takes a lot of faith and it takes a lot of strength for a young woman in this country to step out and move across the country and take on whether it's following in the same organization in the same role or a higher role in the same organization or a completely different role in a new one. That takes so much courage and that shows that you already know the power that you have and you've got the faith. And you know, Alhamdulillah, you're, you're using it to do what you want to do. And it's a blessing that you've got the support from your mother and presumably others. That's a blessing. But I think that I would just say, don't be afraid of your success. I think what we heard in the khutbah today was that it's okay for us to be powerful if what you are doing in seeking that powerfulness and, and in this, um, if, if what you are doing, if what you feel you are doing is something that is right and pleasing in the sight of Allah, according to the things that we have been told we should try to do and avoiding what we shouldn't be doing, and you're using your position and your intelligence and your skills to help others. Most nonprofits are there to help others. 
So don't be afraid of super success. You've probably already had success or you wouldn't be this far. And if it goes into super success, alhamdulillah, that was what, what was wanted from the Most High. So I encourage you and I think all of us would openly say, we're here for you. You're new to the area. Welcome to Los Angeles and call on us. Um, And actually a really good book to read is The Artist's Way uh, by Julie Cameron. So she has a whole, I mean, the whole book is kind of unpacking what happens when you try to uh, go after something like this. Um, And um, she has a great way of um, leading you through all of those irrational fears. And then um, she has like all of these tools uh, to calm them. So I, I highly recommend that book. Yeah. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It's not just for artists, it's for everyone, Um, but it it exactly speaks to that struggle. Um, So we will close. Yeah, go ahead. Very, very quickly, I'll say, there is, this is also a big distinction for me. There is a big difference in saying, I am great versus I am greater. Mm. Greater is judging others and going into that realm of superiority, but to say, I am great, thank you God for making me great, thank you God for giving me the courage, thank you God, I'm amazing, woohoo, that's okay. So here's to your amazingness. And the other thing I'm really, um, I just wanna say that if I can do anything to help you in saying your yes, if you don't know what your calling is and you think I can help you, if you know what your calling is and you're having a hard time um, with it, just let me know. Let's talk. And my biggest, bestest, warmest, sincerest duas, wishes, love is with you and to all because, again, I need you, we need you, and we'll be better because of you. So, yay. Speaking of du'as, uh, can you lead us in a closing du'a? Um, and then for uh, Nuri Kim, Hayden, and Boyang, um, they passed away this week in a car accident, um, so we can read uh, Surah Fatiha for them as well. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I'll start with Al-Fatiha for the people who have passed away, who have left their legacies and have left a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, Nuri Kim Haitham, uh, Beyong, Dr. Gibord, and Muja. In the name of God, wait, the English translation? Okay. In the name of God, the most merciful, the most compassionate, all praise is due to God alone, the sustainer of all the worlds, the most merciful, the most compassionate, Lord of the day of judgment. You alone do we worship, and to you alone do we turn for help. Guide us on the straight path, and the path of those upon whom you have bestowed your blessings, not of those who have been condemned, nor of those who go astray. Ya Allah, help us all to be the best creation you have made us to be. Help us to serve you, to serve your creation, 
help us to feel whole, to feel deserving, to feel loved, to feel held and supported as we say yes to you, through you, for you, because of you. Oh Allah, guide me, guide us, sustain us, nourish us, support us, forgive us, please, please, please forgive us and help us to be our best selves for you, through you, because of you. Strengthen our connection to you, strengthen our commitment to you, strengthen our resolve to surrender to you, to submit to your will, to be used by you. Help us, guide us, protect us as we do our best with all the imperfections and the fears and the doubts and the insecurities. Help us in the presence of them all to feel connected to you, to be at peace about it and move forward in ways that are pleasing to you. I turn to you, my God, my Lord, my Creator, my Sustainer, my Guide. I turn to you. I trust you. I surrender to you. I love you. I beseech you. I call upon you. Help me to feel you, to hear your guidance, and have what it takes to follow your guidance. Amen.